0: So, how did people buy music if all they had were these garbage phones? It was an archaic process. You had to leave your house, go to a mall, find a record store, sift through the albums by hand, and then make your purchase with this stuff called cash.
1: Welcome, White Punks on Dope, to Geek Salad episode 188, Last Ride of the Kitar. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe.
2: I'm Catherine. And
1: today, we wish you a Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we bid the 80s adieu with Uh. the leftover hits and singles... Of uh, the 1980s. Um, it's kind of melancholic when you think it about it. It is kind of melancholic. I mean, the, the thing with, with, the reason why I chose to do this show is like our first episode of 2020
3: mm-hmm.
1: was because now whenever we refer to the 80s, we're talking 40 years ago. Uh-huh. That was a, now I feel fucking old. Yeah,
0: thanks, you. Yeah.
1: yeah, all of us, just yeah. seriously. Oh, yeah,
0: somebody, some, a friend of mine who is a, l- a couple years older than, than we are, posting on Facebook To all my friends I want you to know that we're closer to 80 than high school.
4: Thank you. Yep. Thanks buddy. Go fuck
0: yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, for you it might be a little melancholy because we're bidding goodbye to the 80s and 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 we're all getting older, but for me, I didn't really just start discovering music of my own until the 90s. Okay. Yeah. So well, I I'm, sure. I'm excited.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um on our last episode, we had discussed uh, some Holiday branded foods Yes we did <laughs> And we, yes, to, to varying degrees of goodness enjoyment. and awfulness v- Various degrees of enjoyment And disappointment that, that,
0: Fuck you, eggnog Yeah, no eggnogs Oh, are oh,
1: you oh, just brought everything back Funny story is, I had some left over, I brought them into work And one of my co-workers like, are those yours, Andy? I'm like, they're the stores, Scott Eat away Are they any good? I'll leave that up to you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I can see Scott like eating half of it and like slowly backing away.
1: Scott is the nicest guy <laughs> yes, you will ever, ever meet. He doesn't curse, he doesn't drink, no, he, doesn't. he doesn't celebrate holidays. No,
4: he doesn't. Well, he's Jehovah's so Witness. Yes, yes, yeah. he is.
1: But I swear to God, the second that thing touches his lips, he's like, God damn it, motherfucker, <laughs> no! <laughs>
5: So, life is abomination. I'm going to hell, but it's worth it. Mike, tell us what you brought. I brought Skinny Pop Popcorn Gingerbread Cookie Flavored Kettle Corn. Oh, <laughs>
1: God. I can't wait because I love gingerbread.
5: Okay. It's non-GMO and gluten-free. Woo-hoo! It's
4: popcorn. Does i have
0: trans fats? Uh, I does not
4: say. The problem is I've been eating <laughs> cheese balls for like the last 15 yeah. minutes, yeah. so. <laughs> All
1: right, crack them open. Let, let's get the, uh... All right, Mike, take the first sniff. Uh, pass that bag around. That is... I don't... Uh, I just, I just... Mike, you're going to
4: sniff all the sniff out of it.
5: <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that
4: here. See? it, it, it there, there is a slight hint of ginger. <laughs> See? It's it's weird. It is, it's it's a weird, yeah. We're
1: getting so deep into this thing, it looks like a feed bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of does. Oh, we're trying to get a sense of something. Right. Other than Kettle corn. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I love kettle corn. That is my favorite kind of popcorn. Oh. I, I huh?
0: like. I like me a movie theater butter.
1: I. I, I am with you as well. Uh, I, I, I like, will not turn down a kettle corn. No, I like sweet. Yeah, sweet. I like sweet kettle corn. Okay. It, all right. Let's all. Uh, it's
5: a bizarre. Percent. All right. Ready,
1: everyone. Yeah. Chew. Yeah.
3: Mm. Uh, oh.
0: <coughs> there it is. There it is. Oh. Yeah,
4: no. there's the ginger.
3: Yeah! It's not bad. Found it! <laughs> I found it!
4: There's the
1: ginger.
0: It's, it's genuinely not too bad.
1: It's not... And you know if what? You
0: like this sort of thing, yeah. I
1: wouldn't go out of my way to
4: eat it, but... You know what? It's not... It's No, it's not bad. That's it, the it, thing. It's, it's not, not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's like eating cereal without the milk.
0: Well, you like you like sweet popcorn. You like gingerbread. Not so much either.
4: Okay. There we go. Yeah. You know what? I could see myself absent-mindedly, absentmindedly eating a whole bag of these.
1: Uh, oh yeah, no, this is absolutely. I, I, I'm such yeah. just a friggin' dog I was, uh, <laughs> until I die. Um, I've had all worse. right. I've
5: had much
0: worse. Uh, yeah.
1: So, so next Very up.
0: Recently, yeah. <laughs> I got so, eggnog.
1: Next up on the trial thing, which Mike is going to abstain from because you know it's liquor.
5: Uh, and I hate whiskey; just tastes of burning. My um.
1: <laughs> My brother you sound like movie.
5: no 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 that was uh, just
1: uh, that's
4: right Justine my sister in law and
1: brother in law got me for Christmas a bottle of Old Major bacon flavored bourbon whiskey baconed and bottled in Tennessee. I will post the so, picture to the
4: Geek Salad. Uh,
1: yes, uh, to the Geek Salad Facebook, Facebook page. Right my, yeah. Yeah. I will save it and post it to our Twitter feed. So uh, we all have ours. And by the way, I'm drinking mine out of my Yoda best
4: podcaster Christmas gift that my wife gave me. I'm just gonna smell I'm, it. I'm drinking it from an old school God.
0: princess, princess Leia tumbler. I got a, I got an old school Luke and Leota tumbler. Uh-huh. All
4: right, she may be a general, but she'll always be a princess. Yes.
1: All right, Cilantro. cilancha,
0: cilantro.
4: Not while <laughs> I'm drinking. Gathering. No thanks,
5: thanks, Cap. Not gonna thanks. lie. Um, I saw I, I saw Rise at that time and that moment Ooh. hit me a little bit harder the second time.
1: Oh, I, I was it. I was full tears when Chewy like just Oh, yeah. S- yeah,
5: same. All right.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
5: Thoughts on the bacon bourbon? This this really smells, m-
0: it's really
4: not it, it's got a bacon it's got a very smoky bacony smell to it, but I don't taste the bacon. Okay. But
0: it's very smooth. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, it doesn't It's <clears throat>
1: insanely smooth. Here's here, Because, obviously I had opened the bottle before you guys had come. Um I had some the other night, so I had let my brother-in-law know what I thought of it. Yep, the first sip I felt tasted like um, Southern comfort.
0: Yeah, a little sweet. It's, it's a little sweet. So, yeah, you it's, know? Yes, yeah, yeah, I haven't had Soco Kit since college. Okay. No idea.
1: And then it started like I could start tasting but the smokiness you, a little bit. Like it's a it's a delayed aftertaste.
4: But then it's it, like it coats your entire mouth. It, like it coats your mouth and your throat.
1: But in here's a way the thing that
4: like, bourbon norm, bourbon normally
1: doesn't do the that. Second glass. Mm-hmm. Totally a slab of bacon.
4: <laughs> so basically the first glass is just like prime. It's a primer. It's, a it's primer. all it is, it's a primer. <laughs> that, that's it it really parts, the...
0: So you were saying it coats your throat. So then what happens is that then the bacony part slides down the coat coating. The coated, the exactly.
4: Coating. The
1: grease. It's grease. Feast As my a... Feast my piggies. Feast. <laughs> Yeah, I do like this, though. I like this very much. much. I like like it very much! much. (laughs) Alright, so... As we mentioned before, our episode tonight is on the obscure and lost hits of the 80s. This is kind of the leftovers of the 80s, if you will. Now, this topic was really hard to try to get across to certain people. Yeah. Yeah, We had... Oh so many one hit wonders We had oh so many Hey this is a forgotten song You I mean the song that was like number one for three weeks In 1986 <laughs> <laughs> Um actually uh, A good friend of the show Dave McLean said that I think for every person who picks an import only B-side from a Bauhaus spin off project There's someone who picks a, a song That actually was a top ten hit And that is very true With this list Now thank you everybody For who participated in this? Here's some really good stuff, and there were so many corrections. Maybe not so much for Catherine's people. Catherine's people got the got the assignment immediately. Oh boy! Pete Thanks, Dux- my people. Also, yep. I,
0: also I got social media feedback. Yay. Yay. All- I, I've kind of given up posting about it.
1: But our but our good but Mike and my good friend Pete Ducksworth uh, brought up Toto's Africa
0: oh are you kidding me
4: that was one of the biggest hits of the early 80s come on and it's
0: been covered and, and there's like this. ad
4: nauseum yeah, it's not it's... even
0: a one hit wonder either
4: And no exactly
1: yeah, yeah. and he also brought up um a king of wishful thinking yeah with... which was Mike I'm actually on that that one because that came out in 1990 as part of the uh, the pretty Woman soundtrack yeah. fuck we gotta talk about that movie this year don't we yes we do fuck Yep.
0: Well, I've only watched it once
1: oh it's terrible yes it is oh it's a bad movie it's a bad movie with bad things. Very, very bad man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yes, yes. Okay,
5: well, so... It's Richard gear so plenty of gerbils around.
1: Wow! Wow, we're still going with that one. Oh, yes. God damn it. All right, so another snack that we brought here. Joe brought Chipotle Ranch Cheetos with, like, that nuclear... Red. red, it's not even orange. It's fucking red fire. I know, I know, I'll Mike. Don't worry. Yeah, around. we're not even. Don't worry, Mike. No, you don't want. To try Mike this. it's a new year. Oh. We're not gonna push you yet. But if, if, you, if, you, if you
0: really want to, oh, I will try it.
1: Oh, oh. I like it. All right, all right. So it's ranch first. Yep, you take the ranch and then, but yeah. then the Chipotle kind of. Bills and you know bills. what the thing is, Not is that if the, the, yeah. the, the ranch is giving me, like, a nice little belly rub. <laughs> until the Chipotle is like, Ugh, gut punch. Nut tap. <laughs> Not bad, though. No,
5: no. You know, with, with, like, some of these songs... But I couldn't absolutely eat a whole bag of it. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. And
5: with some of these songs... <laughs> it hurts when I poop. <laughs> if they didn't hit number one, and, like, you know, they, they were hits, but they... they Nobody really listens to them anymore. I was willing to kind of give them, let them slide. Right.
1: Yeah, and there were there were certain things, too. There are some forgotten songs on here. There are some songs that did chart reasonably high, mm-hmm. yeah. but they're so forgotten now. Yeah, right. It's like they, they might show up in like those VH1 one-hit wonders of the 80s, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, we had quite a bit of feedback. So I'm going to start with, um, I had mentioned our good friend from uh, the, uh, the show, Dave McClain. Uh, his wife, by the way, mentioned the song uh, "Dead Man's Party" by Oingo Boingo. I'm a bit dubious on that one because it's like one of their more popular songs and well, uh, yeah, stable. Yeah.
5: To be fair, Oingo Boingo has never been like a high charting.
4: But they're, no, but they're, 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 they're known. They're well known. They're, they're they're well you known know what? Here's the thing: they, they are well known.
1: Been. They are well known for music nerds.
4: Yeah. Maybe they, not so
1: much. <laughs> to, yeah. Maybe <laughs> not so much to the Gen Pop. But totally for music nerds. I mean,
5: really, the only the only song of that I would I know very well is Weird Science. Right. Uh, Deadman Party. I I've heard of it because of you. Yeah,
1: because of me. I love yeah. that song. Unapologetically yeah. love that song. But Dave brings up Level Terrace Apart by Joy Division. gets my vote is the best obscure song of the '80s, which is weird because it's also like their most popular layperson's hit. My personal opinion yeah. which one love will us apart yeah Level will us apart again. i know i know what i know what no. you're talking about
5: no okay i was thinking of a different song i don't know that. yeah
1: one. i mean there, there are plenty of joy division songs that could gone on this list but yeah i mean it's it's a good song and obviously you know Catherine does not know
4: it so i'm sure but no i mean but also
3: again, but again
0: i didn't know
4: division it. is one of those bands like oingo boingo yeah music nerds music nerds, nerds love and, them yeah um, uh, then Dave
1: says, follow closely by Why Can't I Be You by The Cure, depending on whether or not your girlfriend had just broken up with you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is one of, the weird thing with Why Can't I Be You is that it's like it, back in like the, the mid 80s, that was your line of demarcation as to whether or not you were a quote unquote true Cure fan and a poser who just liked their pop hits. <laughs> It really, uh, was, it really was Yeah, uh, it really was that way. I like disintegration. Sell out. <laughs> You're and not I, a true fan. Oh you my god. Oh, oh, like I'm hearing that right now. No shit, right? First run Star Wars 1977, but I'm not a true fan because I like the sequel trilogy. Uh, Go figure. All right, that's all I have to say about that. Anyway, we also have uh, Chris uh, of Chris's Cultural Corner who says you want obscurity hits. You have to. You will come to the right place. I should create a Spotify playlist with this list, and uh, I will call it "Hey, I Remember That Song." So here are some of the songs that Chris mentioned. Yeah, just do a quick. I am going to. Up. I am going to blast through some of these because some of these are very well known, Chris. They're very well known. Uh, just an illusion by imagination. Um, I had never heard of, but it. He, he likens it to Apache. The message and you dropped the bomb on me, baby. Okay. House of Fun by Madness. No. Oh, come on, Can I you today. and for
3: fun. I'm a big boy now, or so they say, so if you'll serve, I'll be on my way. Box up with a touch. Up party that pop in the night. i plastic with display. on the corner, I just one
1: Him by Rupert Holmes, you know, the other hit from yes. uh, the Pina Colada guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I know. Um, Affair of the Heart by Rick Springfield. That was... I
3: nah. like Rick Springfield. I'm, I'm, wait, but what this one? Affair of the Heart. I Affair mean, um, of the
4: Heart. Oh, of no, the Heart. No, no, I,
5: I, no, I like that. I like that song. Yeah, yeah. I, but I'm going to say I want. not consider You had a video of it. Yeah,
4: I wouldn't consider it right. right. That had heavy right. rotation on MTV. On, on Another Lover
1: by Giant Steps. Cry by Waterfront. And I'll do one more here. Uh, Heart Attack by Olivia Newton-John.
5: No, no, no. It's
1: Hardy Attack." Hardy Kiek? Yeah. Okay. Definitely one of uh, Olivia's lesser-known hits. Yeah. <laughs> I am very tempted, Chris, to go on to Wikipedia and find out exactly how high this thing charted. I'm fairly certain <laughs> it charted high. So, let's get on to the rest of our social media. Um, Mike, did
5: you have any social media? Uh, I think a bit, but hold on. I'm you want to go...
1: Why don't, you know what? Why don't we uh, start... I'm looking a party well, did by, uh, I hey. only got
4: one, and that was from Bill Kerwin. Oh, yes. So our, our friend Bill gave us Fly Me Courageous. From Driving and Crying. By, by Driving and Crying. You said I saw and, and, these- and no shocker
1: here. Yeah, I ahead, saw Andy. these guys open up for REM. Yes, on the Green Tour. Yep, you did. Um, uh. it's actually one of those songs. Whenever, <laughs> whenever like, I had mentioned the song, I think once or twice before on Facebook for one reason or another, and both times I had mentioned it prior, Daniel De Stefano oh, was please. like. Holy shit! I remember that
5: song like twice and then she forgot it and then remembered it again. Calling me shocked. I know. By the way, Heart Attack? Uh huh. It's number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Ah! <laughs> Yo, it is not!
1: <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Um, Catherine, you want to take some of yours?
0: Okay, so my friend Chrissy had a couple songs that she nominated. She nominated One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head. Love that wow.
1: song. Love that song. That, love that, that song got a lot of I love on yes, um, this but it's, group. But, it's
4: a, but it's a wicked good song. Time size, doesn't
3: seem a minute since the Terrileon spa had the chest bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you play at this level there's no ordinary venue. It's Iceland, all the Philippines, or Hastings, Oh, night invades the world stop, stop and the answer simple free you'll yeah. find a god in every golden spot and if you're lucky then the god's are she i can feel an angel sliding up to me you know the
1: funny thing is too it's such you it, you know, it's one of those things, do you remember like last year, or, actually it was a year and a half ago now, when we did our um, riff of like cheesy 80s videos? Yeah. Yeah. And remember the, um, remember the fandom of the opera one? Yeah. Same yeah. basic concept. That was just there to sell the musical. That was just there to get investors to buy the musical. One night in Bangkok makes the heart of man. You Can you name one? the musical it came from though? Yes. Ah, thank you. Ah, you to it. Ha!
0: And the other one she's uh, nominated was Love Plus One by Haircut 100.
1: Also got a lot of love, actually, um...
0: At Pinto Comics. That?
1: Yeah, but Pinto Comics also brought that up as well.
2: Goodbye.
3: Where does it go from?
1: that song from like the early days of M- MTV, when all they had were like these British, like they were like new wave uh, reggae hybrid bands. Yeah, but they're all white dudes <laughs> with baby faces and like you know pretty hair. But yeah, Love Plus is a great song. They also had another song, which actually I think is better: Boy meets uh, Boy meets Girl. All right, well. This is what I'm Spotify saying, is for, <laughs> kids. It's what Spotify is for.
0: That's correct. Only. You got some? It's yeah. what YouTube music is for because Spotify, yeah. if you say play this, they'll be like, okay, I'll get around to it something. Oh time. my
1: god, yeah. There was one on Mike's. Mike, there's one song on Mike's. That I was trying to be good and listen to everybody's songs. One fucking song I had to listen to tonight. And I'm like, put that away. I'm going to have to remember to mention this later. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, I found yeah. it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead.
5: Mm. All right, yeah. Um, co-worker Eric put up the safety dance. Oh uh, that, no, no! That, was, no, that, that was, was pretty popular. That is yeah. an insanely
4: popular. <laughs> it's hot. also
5: one of my one of my all time favorite songs of all time. You know, it, it,
4: the thing with '80s music is, if it got a lot of heavy rotation on MTV, it is no way obscure. Right. Even if, even if you've forgotten about it, but what, like you said, once you it it, it sparks, See? you remember. It's like. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that video real. all the time. But here's my criteria:
1: if it if it constantly appears, if nine times out of ten is going to appear on an '80s compilation,
2: yeah,
5: not an obscure hit. If if I've heard it on the radio in the past, like like six months, probably not an obscure. Hit. If The Simpsons
1: yeah. made a joke about it, that yeah. was safety dance, with men without hats, now known as men without jobs.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, if Weird Al spoofed it,
5: yep, there we go. Yeah.
0: The the Brady bunch, the
5: Brady bunch shit. Yeah. It's yep. also
0: off an album that you and I are going to talk about later.
5: Actually, Brady Bunch is probably a more obscure hit than Safety Dance. Because that's... Because, not-
0: well, yeah, In 3 d was not one of his bigger albums. Yeah. But yeah, but still, Weird right. Al did it. Therefore, yep. it was big enough that Weird Al did uh. it.
5: Um, uh, Lisa Duran Court Krause brought up Matthew Wilder's Break My Stride.
1: Okay, that actually, I, th- I feel,
4: is... More forgotten? No, no, Ain't no. Bring no, a no. that is a party. market. That is a market basket. <laughs> that is a, That is a market basket hit, if ever there was one. If it's every if, time I go to Market Basket, I hear it at least right. once.
0: If it's not in grocery store deep cuts, it, then it right. should be.
4: Because
1: <laughs> holy, sh- I mean, I like the song. I feel, get it wrong, no, but. I, I feel though, in terms of like the grand scheme of '80s one-hit wonders, it's a B minus one-hit wonder. Mm. Like, it, you know, going back to, like, the 80s compilation. Yeah, good
5: point. 50% of them might have it on there, if that. Mm. Uh, Paul English, he had actually quite a few there. He had quite a few people. there. How many do we have to correct him on? Uh, well, <laughs> your favorite in Big Country by Big Country. Yep. Mm. Uh, Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. Uh, oh, no. They released uh,
3: no.
1: three versions of that song. Two uh, studio versions and a live version for single. I'm just blanking on which I, one it is. Um, once in a lifetime, you may find yourself living in a shotgun oh, okay.
5: shack. Okay. I another, love the Talking Heads. Another so.
0: one is spoofed by Weird Al.
5: Okay. Uh, then he's got uh, "Turn Up the Radio" by Autograph.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's one of those songs that, like, when I had Sirius satellite radio, it barely appeared on Hair Nation.
5: Yeah.
1: That guy uh, went to go on to write the uh, theme song for Seventh Heaven.
5: The next one, I rock and roll. I I, I can't give him the next one. We built this city by starting. Nope. No, no, no. no. It, it was on the Muppets
1: movie, right? Uh, Not only that, but it was rated like the worst song of the eighties.
5: I disagree with that.
1: Okay, I still think it's uh, Wild Wild West by the Escape Club. But you know,
4: what do I know?
0: I no, it, that Plus one.
4: it's Plus, plus, it's also a stadium hit. Yeah. One, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, it was on. I believe it was on my Arena Hits compilation tape. This one's kind of.
5: Borderline, Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. All right, yeah. the
1: only person I have ever heard mention that before is you.
5: Once, I, I love that song. Actually, I like that song too. Yeah, that's a good song. And he's also got uh, Somewhere Down the Crazy River by Robbie
4: Robertson. All
5: right, no I'm not. I'm not familiar either. with that
4: song because I'm more no, familiar with. No, he, he, I, I'll give it to him because Robbie Robertson. Unless you, unless you're like a fan of the band, I know you know you're really into. Right. The, you know, again, like you're a certain type of music nerd, and you know who Robbie Robertson is.
3: Take a picture of this. The fields are empty. Abandoned 59 Chevy. Laying in the back seat listening to little Willie John. Yeah, it's when time stood still. You know, I think I'm gonna go down to Madam X and let her read my mind. She said that voodoo stuff don't... the soul I can't find no control
1: yeah I, I give that to right but he did have that album that came out in, like the late 80s he had like this big solo album that had like showdown a big sky yeah, that's true, yeah um he he had like he had a moment in like 1988. But that's probably probably from that album though. Yeah. That's a good album, actually. Yeah,
5: and um, it's not on my Facebook, but in the geeks out one, uh, my uh, other coworker uh, Corey, he uh, he first he put up a uh, cruel summer.
1: Yep, I corrected it because I mistook I, it for yeah. Venus. Yeah. No, yeah. no, cruel,
0: cruel summer still. Cruel that? summer was in right Garanti Kid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I, Banana I, Rim I, had two big hits. That was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like, well, and hey. Neither
0: of them are obscured. No.
1: Uh, Venus yeah. less so because it hit number one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, it's also, like, still played as the uh, theme music for the Venus. Sh-
1: uh, Razors? Razors.
0: Yeah. But. but uh, you made a
1: stabbing motion when you did no, that. I'm, by the... I'm
0: shaving. Oh,
1: okay. oh that, okay. That's how you shave? Really?
0: Yes, because okay. I'm not shaving my face, dude. Uh, okay, that's nice.
5: And uh, today, actually, he brought up, um, he mentioned uh, she blinded me with science. No not, no, 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 not at all. No, not at all. That was Thomas Toby's biggest. biggest hit. But I'll it give sense. I'll give that more as a more obscure than um, "Cruel Summer." No,
1: nope. no, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. I nope. can't. Nope. I can't give no, to I can't it you. No. I'm sorry. No. What's his name? Corey. Corey. I'm sorry. I cannot concede this. Mainly because remember what you know—the whole ratio of '80s compilations, 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time. Oh, yeah. 100% oh, of the oh, time, oh. She Blinded Me with Science will be on an, an 80s compilation. And, and, and the
0: guy that, the, the the old man that that She blinded me with science has, like, been quoted about how much he hates, you know, being associated. Science! Association They're, with this. Yeah, there's there's news stories on NPR about She Blinded Me with Science. There is no way that's obscure.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, and, you know, because this show is essentially the spirit animal of uh, former co host Mike Ciceroni.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,. He br- Mike did bring up one that is more obscure Europa and the Pirate Twins. Yes. I get it. Yeah. Exa- Exa- yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Mike's shaking his head. Mike's shaking his head. I am familiar with the song. I remember the video. I remember it being released as a very minor single. <laughs>
0: But something
5: like Walk the Dinosaur.
0: Uh, I I, I can see I that. that. I obscure. can see that. Yeah, yeah.
5: Because yeah.
0: I, 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 it's a
5: novelty hit. It
1: was a novelty yeah. hit in the late portion of the eighties when there weren't very many novelty hits. Yeah. Just like anything that um that Julie Brown did.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh my everybody
1: God. run!
5: The homecoming <laughs> queen's, queen's got, got a gun. gun. <laughs> the only place I've ever heard that song is on Dr. Demento's twentieth anniversary. Oh, oh, I'm sure oh, that oh, and so you because didn't of have the Julie
0: Brown album.
5: Yeah. No. Why, did you? Yes. Because I'm a fun (laughs) B-L-O-N-D.
0: Will I make it through the 80s? I-I-I don't know. Will I make it through the 80s? (laughs) Or topple like a domino?
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's not the same as downtown Julie. Brown. No. No. no, no,
1: no. But they were both no. stalwarts on MTV at the exact same time. Okay.
0: No, no, this it was this weird. Kind of, she later did a special that was Attack of the Five Foot Two Women, where she did herself as Tanya Harding. Oh.
3: <laughs>
0: and well, like a couple up. other things, you it can't was,
1: make it stop. She was, she was, was uh, Gina Davis's best friend in the uh, '80s classic Earth Girls Are Easy. Yep. Now yes. oh, I remember.
0: Earth girls.
3: Earth, Earth
1: girls. girls. Alright, um... You, do you have any, anything no, else? Okay. Alright, well, we're done shaming all Mike's friends. Catherine, let's shame your friends now.
0: Okay. We can't.
1: We Maybe. actually got it. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So, uh, let's go to my friend Jeff. He... Oh, hey! Facebook is not cooperating.
3: Uh-oh. Oh. Boo! Boo!
0: Bad Facebook. I was on the page, and I, then you went away. Go screw Mark Zuckerberg. Was- yeah. <laughs> Freaking, like, twit. Alright.
4: He is a twit. Anyways.
0: Okay, so Jeff shared first. um, Okay, I actually can't give him uh, Motorhead Ace of Spades. No, no,
1: no, no. That one. That is their most popular song. Yeah. Anybody knows that song. It
5: was on a Mystery of Science 33,000 episode. That's true. The Ace of Spades?
3: The Ace, the Ace of, of Spades? Spades. Don't no lose, That's the way That's
0: But then we could go with a Crispin Glover clowny clown clown on Bohemia. Africa. Now what is
4: the, the Crispin the Glover, the Glover, as in Back to
1: the
0: Future, Crispin Glover,
5: as
1: Hey, you get your damn hands off her, as in
0: Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, of Crispin Glover. Yep, as in ben. only you,
4: Mike, only
5: you. <laughs> oh no, no,
4: I'm no only you.
0: <laughs> so that that one definitely uh, Ramon Psychotherapy.
4: Um,
0: kind of, kind of. Debbie Harry. Now I know you know. All right, I'm gonna give it. Give give it, give it. Yeah. Be, I'm a huge yes.
1: a blondie fan. I'm not familiar with that song at all.
0: But this is yeah. It must have been from her. Sing, you know her her solo stuff. And there's another yeah. Uh, oh, it's
1: like French kissing in the USA, which was also a Debbie Harry song.
0: <laughs> yeah, remember that one? Then there was <laughs> that
1: took a dark turn when we were making fun of it. Yeah, we yeah it did.
0: The cramps tear it up.
1: Oh, the Cramps. The
2: Cramps <laughs> were
1: one of those bands I never ever listened to in high school, but I knew like five people who owned Cramps T-shirts and wore them constantly. It's like rockabilly punk, is what it is. It's just like dirty rockabilly punk. You know what? I can almost picture
4: the people. Yeah, they're great. They're actually really
3: good. I like punk you know, what, and Andy? you know what, Andy?
4: Can your pussy do the dog? I
0: don't know. You know what, Andy?
4: <laughs> I can almost picture the five people you're talking about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they were all upperclassmen, and they were the coolest people I knew. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> upperclassmen weren't the coolest. Yeah, anybody pretty who much, was, yeah. I exactly. mean, that, that's you two.
1: Um. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> were all <old> upperclassmen. <laughs> uh. uh, that's a pretty low bar. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: And then... Uh, I could uh, skip
1: over that bar.
0: Deborah Harry.
1: Deborah Harry. Uh,
0: comic books. Yeah, yeah no. no. Okay. Probably
1: yeah. on the same album as...
0: And this and that was the point where he said, "I should stop before I stay up all night and post thousands of songs."
1: Yes. God. You know, I I, I it was this Jeff. You said
0: my friend Jeff. Yeah. Jeff.
1: Okay, Jeff. I'm with you on this because I really had so many, and I just kept like all day. I'm like, it's not fair if I change them anymore. It's not fair if I change them anymore.
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a few that I popped out because some of our Facebook feedback reminded me, like, I love that song. I have to put that on my list. So yeah, I, I yeah. It out, but absolutely. Um, my friend Brian, also known as FG, uh, has "Enough's Enough." Fly high, Michelle. Oh, god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we did this song on that um, on our video rip. We did an "Enough's Enough" song on yeah. that. Oh my god. <laughs> A band Howard Stern, couldn't figure out why they weren't more popular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then a uh, uh, friend, friend from high school that you might remember, Mike. Um, not you. Okay. Uh, uh, said anything by the Dead Milkmen. He, he specifically cited Big Lizard in My Backyard, yep. which is a good song off the, off the sa- album with the same title. Personally, my favorites off that album are Rastability. And bitchin' Camaro,
1: which you're gonna get into
4: in a little bit,
0: which I will I will talk about more yes. later. I only. But I was like, oh my god, that was 1985. I get to talk do you, about
4: it. The only thing I remember the dead milk milkman is that Jeff Parenti always wore their t-shirts. Yep. Oh my god, that used to be like our staple. We
1: all own the album Beelzebubba. About uh, Bubba because <laughs> it had punk rock girl on it. Yep. And snack like our snack bar break, whatever study hall thing that we had, mm. where we just sit in the cafeteria. It was just like. We would just do nothing but, like, bang on the table and sing Dead Milkmen and Violent Femme songs yeah. <laughs> for, like, the full hour of the period, yep. so...
0: Yeah, he didn't just have the t-shirts, he did the whole, like... Didn't he have, like, the t-shirt cut out and tacked to the back of his jeans jacket? He yes.
1: may have done that. Yeah, I think do you have he know, did. did that? Yeah, yeah I Pern,
0: did. I'm quite sure Pern did that.
1: Cool, cool. I'm, You know, he's on Facebook every once in a while, but that's a dude I want to have a conversation with again. I haven't talked to him in forever. So, any any other
0: Um, the only other thing I have is the feedback from my husband.
1: Ah, why don't you get into that now?
0: <clears throat> <laughs> okay. So Do you my need a hu- sip.
1: Do you need to clear out here. Your-
0: I'm clearing my throat because I'm going to read. Uh, so, so my husband uh, is more into hip hop than the rest of us white people. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I've I've been trying to get him into the shows, but unfortunately, he works Thursday nights closing, so he's toast. Uh, so. Uh, he he has eight things. Jimmy Spicer Money. Dollar Bill, y'all. Great tune, still quoted in sample today, but it's a seven minute song in the same vein and at the same tempo as Rapper's Delight. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Number two. 1984 belonged to Run DMC. Yes. Sucka MC's Rock Box, It's Like That, 30 Days, Hard Times, and Hollis Crew all topped the charts that year. Oh, sorry, honey, that doesn't count. Except that it does because it's hip-hop and it's not... It hip-hop
4: is very, yeah. Hip-hop is, was very,
0: very niche. Yeah, it was, it nice. was talking the hip-hop charts. So right, exactly. Uh, remember LL Cool J? He was all over 1985 with Rock the Bells, I Can't Live Without My Radio, You'll Rock, the DeVette, Dangerous, and I Need a Beat. salt and Pepper did pretty well in 1986, including Push It. Okay, that one has been used in commercials. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah that one doesn't count, <laughs> ever.
0: My mic sounds nice. I Desire, I'll Take Your Man, Tramp, Chick on the Side, and It's Alright.
1: All these all, these are just words to me because we went to an insanely predominantly white school.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were, there were... Yeah,
4: I was a token of Puerto Rican, so... Yeah, yeah had, exactly. We few, you were the minority.
0: <laughs> we had a few people from other races. Most of our diversity was whether you were Catholic, Protestant, or Jewish. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, my husband's number five. That was also the year the Beastie Boys doing License to Ill, but I know you guys covered that in the '86 show, so I'll let it go. Yeah. In um, 1987, despite the arrival of some guy calling himself the Fresh Prince, hip hop got serious with NWA and Public Enemy bringing a much grittier hood theme to the top 40, including Panic Zone. I'm just, I'm just bring like, the noise and Boys in the Hood.
4: It just blows my mind that a white kid from from the Cape. Yeah. Slow. <laughs> so, I'm sorry.
0: He, he grew up in a trailer park Which is like the white projects Yeah
3: <laughs> Okay
0: number, s- number seven Hey, remember Kid and Play? Lol, 1988 <laughs> 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 And I think I covered 1989 pretty thoroughly before But it's worth pointing out That between the Beastie Boys seminal work Paul's Boutique And De La Soul sampling Schoolhouse Rock It was excellent time to be a sampling DJ An art form that Vanilla Ice would later screw up for everybody
1: Yeah. Yep and we'll be talking about him this year. Oh yes, boy. We will. Motherfucker. God damn it. But, uh,
0: so thank you to my husband for that. All right.
1: Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. All right. Well, I'm not afraid to admit, I, I, too, have very much in the Facebook feedback area. <laughs> so, Kevin Baldwin, the man, um, indirectly responsible for introducing me to my wife. Aww. Uh, mentioned Boys Who Fall in Love by Robin Gibb. Huh? Yeah, Robin Gibb of of, uh, the Bee Gees. He went solo? He did. Yes, For like one album. (laughs) I still can't get over Loving You, Ray Parker Jr. Wow, he
5: had more than one song. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Wow. I almost just put Ray Parker just to see if you guys would notice the difference, but... (laughs) Man, his dad did well too, huh? (laughs) I don't know why you don't love me, Roseanne Cash. Yeah, I'm not just, a big Roseanne Cash fan, uh, so I wouldn't yeah, really know that yeah. one.
2: That so is obscure.
1: We've got two that charted huge in England, but not anywhere else. Uh, romance and Last Kiss from David Cassidy. Okay. Okay. And Daryl Hall, Sans Oats, with Dreamtime. I think 89 Oh so yeah, so oh, it, th- it, was, was, yeah. Way, it was way
4: past Their, uh, their Ma- prime
5: Mike C would absolutely Know that song oh, course. <laughs> oh, Of course I, I actually know
4: that song Jim probably knows That song too Yeah I know that song too Alright So I, I, I'm not the Hall and those Connoisseur that, that those guys are <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> So our show is dedicated to the still-alive Mike Cicerone, <laughs> who brought up Spandau Ballet's Lifeline, which I was shocked, because there's another Spandau ba- Ballet song, you know them of uh, True? Yeah. Um, no. They had a song called... <laughs> True! Um, they had a song called Communication, which is the quintessential Cicerone sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Find it on Spotify and listen to it. And if you know Mike Cisron, you go, yeah, Andy, Andy was right the entire time.
5: Yeah. <laughs> wow. You mean that those words actually exist? Yeah. Right there? Frank, <laughs> Frankie goes to Hollywood.
1: Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. Okay. Yeah. The song runs like eight minutes long, so I can understand why it wasn't a radio hit.
4: Well, I mean, considering that their only hit was... Relax. Relax. Don't
1: well, do-. Two Tribes was a minor hit for them. Yeah. True. Um, where did we go here? Okay, Minute Work, Dr. Heckle, and Mr. Jive. Okay. So that's a minor I, league hit. I, I remember I, that one.
0: I wish I'd checked that out because that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Oh, it's a fun song. It's. Cargo, the album this one came off of, is an amazing. It's the same album that has Overkill, which is like their best song ever. Uh, Suzanne Vega, Marlena on the Wall.
0: Oh, totally agree.
1: Love that song. Love that song. Um,.
0: That was that was something that changed, made me change one of my choices.
1: Okay. Yeah, but Suzanne Vega, you, again, you have to be like really. You have to be other other than the the Solitude Standing album. You got to be a you got to be a fan. You got to be a fan. <laughs> um, the Romantics?
0: Yeah, I have a copy of it. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't on the show when we were covering that year, so I was very bummed.
1: Um, the Romantics, One in a Million. No. No, One in a Million wasn't. Um, no. Oh no. <laughs> what? I, I no, I gotta disagree. That One in a Million was. Well, arguably their biggest hit. No, it was, no you're, you are thinking of either What I Like About You, which is their biggest hit, or um, Talking in Your Sleep. Now, keep in mind, the lead singer did have a lisp. When you're talking in your sleep.
4: Oh, That's nice. mean.
1: Yeah, I know. It is. But it's funny because it, it's a joke that never got old. Um, <laughs> oh,
4: I'm, I'm confusing it with uh, She's a Beauty.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Yep. Because, of the, because of the lyric. Yep. yep. One in a million, a million to one. I- I get a sensation. I feel- Alright, uh, Mike also brings it. up.
4: Hmm? Till Tuesday, til
1: Tuesday. Tuesday Love in a Vacuum. Yeah.
4: Okay, yeah. Alright,
1: again, you gotta be a fan. You
4: gotta
1: be a fan, yeah. Um, Pete Dutchworth, as we mentioned, had a lot of flows. We did have one that we've already brought up, but One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And then from Twitter, M at Verbal Diorama. Hey, M. Hi, M. Um, yeah. Mentioned uh, two songs, but the most, the most prevalent of the two is Heart and Soul from Tao.
0: It's like her only
1: hit. And it's her only hit, and it was a way bigger hit in England than it ever was here.
5: I really like that
1: song.
0: Didn't we learn to play that on the piano? Wasn't it no, no, mentioned in no, the no, you, club? You no. You have
5: heart and
0: soul. Oh, okay. So yeah, different heart no. and You a and little soul.
1: bit of heart and soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Chinlin from at the, at Pod uh, brings up Marcia Bala by uh, Lerita Mizoku.
0: Yeah, well, oh yeah. That's the thing, oh, yeah. said that's the
4: thing I sent Thank you. you. Thank you for the nightmare fuel.
5: Yeah, that is glorious. All right. So
0: my, my summary of that it is the uh, back da- background dancers from the Robert Palmer videos on Univision.
5: Yes. <laughs> and That is beautifully put too. That is I true. I
1: got that this morning because she was like, "Does does like obscure French pop count?" And I'm like, "Hit me with it."
5: <laughs> and she hit you and with it. And she, and she sent it to me,
1: you. and I listened to it. And it was like, it was so, like, I, I am the only one of us who I think really loved what I heard. She didn't hit, she didn't I hit us. I enjoyed
0: it, but the video was fucked oh, up. Well, the video no,
4: essentially she, was like just a French version of Mexican radio. She, um, she, she, she didn't hit us with it. Uh, she slapped us across the face with a the halibut. With well, the, the, the funny, funny thing is. It was
0: first thing in the morning we're when watching, we are watching. We're
4: watching the video, and my wife was like.
1: You know what? The video looks a little cheesy, but I'll give them this. Every single one of the people in here is very earnest about doing their job right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the second I finished this, I just I sent back a, a tweet to her. I said, that's it. You've won. You fucking won. <laughs> nobody could top that one. Yeah. I swear to God, nobody was going to send me Frank... French Japanese hybrid
5: pop. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd known the Japanese pop was in there, I would have hit you something. All right. Uh, all right. We've got uh, Cedric Lilly
1: at uh, the said said. I, I disagree with this one. Did mention the German only version of Rock Me Amadeus. No, I, it's I, a it's a huge hit, but the German one is better. Yeah. Especially like the extended version of this song. Yeah. Um, I was
0: gonna point out that the Muppet Babies covered "Rock Me Amadeus." Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Play it for me, Wolfgang Amadeus. <laughs> <Doggest. laughs>
1: uh And showing the podcast at SMTPcast uh, brings up Jimmy Somerville with "Small Town Boy," another British artist I am not familiar with. Yep. So thank you. Those are really cool. Um, is that is that all of them? Uh, I, Bruce, well, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was fantastic. It was. Yeah, we had a lot of great stuff. So let's get into our uh, our roundtable. Okay. okay, who wants to kick us off? Actually, you know what? Does anybody have any honorable mentions?
0: I have honorable mentions. Yeah,
1: mention. Let's hit that. our honorable mentions first. Catherine, why don't you go first?
0: Okay, my honorable mention is "Queen of the Reich" by Queens Reich, off of their original EP, "Queen of the Reich." And it
1: sounds so much like Iron Maiden. I was listening to it today. I'm like, oh my god, this is Iron Maiden.
0: It's really fun and it, it, but the thing was, like, I like this song, and then for the like watching it on YouTube, if you find the official video, it has like this little scroll at the beginning that is like, In this world, the Queen of the Reich takes over people's minds. I'm like, this is weird.
4: Head oh. <laughs> out of your ass, Jeff Tate. Well, <laughs> oh, cool, quick. Cool. To be honest, I mean, let's be honest. Queensryche wasn't really like a big mainstream heavy metal band in the eighties.
0: No, no, they weren't. Like, they really weren't. They're, they're prog rock, glam rock. They're not. They're not heavy metal. Uh, yeah. yeah, Sounds
5: like it should have been Queen's The destruction of Jared Sin.
0: And they do have an Oomlap um, with a Y.
5: Right. The thing <laughs> with the thing with Queen's is though, is that because
1: you had sent me like two songs from them, and it's just interesting hearing songs that are disjointed <clears throat> from an entire narrative. Yes. Like. I'll be honest, my introduction to them was Operation Mind Crime. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, same That's me. All of us, That's, I yeah. think. That's all
0: Yeah, of us. That, I think I think that was my introduction no, actually my introduction was Empire, then went back to Operation Mind Crime. Fucking
4: John DeCellus. Yeah, seriously. Fuck you, John DeCellus.
0: And then uh and then Stop playing
4: Mind Crime. We don't need to listen to this anymore.
0: Oh, I still enjoy it a lot. Oh I enjoy it, but he played it all the fucking time. And uh well I got to I got to you know, in the in the the late nineties I was driving around with uh uh, John Finnegan and his his impersonation of Jeff Tate is really funny, <laughs> or was. Sorry. Um, oh yeah, dear! Did he pass? He did a few years ago. I oh. did not know that. No, that's sad. Uh, we've we've mentioned his brother, his uh, the middle brother of the three, Christian. Christian. Uh, who's doing well in New York, but uh, yeah, John John passed a few years ago. Oh
1: dear! I did not know that. No, that's sad. I liked so, him.
0: Yeah, he's he was a really nice guy, um, and and again his his Jeff Tate was. Queen of the run! <laughs> awesome! All
1: right, is that your only uh,
4: honorable mention?
0: That is my only honorable. All mention. right,
4: my uh, my honorable mention, my only one, was uh, Love, and, "Love and Affection" by Def Leppard from the Hysteria album. Wow, that is a deep track. Well, it's like one of the only songs that didn't actually chart yes. on that album. Well, they did; they didn't release it as a single. Right, and and we discussed this when we discussed the Hysteria. It, I think is such a better power ballad than Hysteria was. Hmm. This is this is the song that should have been released as the power ballad over Love Bite. This is better than Love Bites and better than Hysteria. See, I love
1: both of those songs mm-hmm. so very much. Even though Love Bites,
4: <laughs> I know Andy. God damn it, Jenny! <laughs> um, um, I know. I won't yep. say I won't say names, but I know. <laughs>
5: Mike. Yeah, my honorable mention is the Curly Shuffle by Jumpin' Saddle Band. <laughs> oh, Jesus, right. man! Jesus <laughs> Mike.
1: I remember. I remember this one. I remember when it was kind of like a minor league hit. Yep.
5: But I'm such a Three Stooges fan that I had to bring this one. I, I was I was just kind of go, going through a lot of it's the Doctor Curly Demento. Shuffle. Yeah, I was going through a lot of Dr. Demento uh, yeah. albums and. I noticed that when I was like, oh, I don't want to take anything off my list, but I still don't want to bring it up uh, somewhere. It's just like it.
1: It just sounds like four dudes. I was like getting into the studio and just fucking around for twenty minutes. <laughs> you point me. Yeah, that's exactly. What we do. Literally was a it was, <laughs> <laughs> and just like this. It's, it was done on the first minutes? day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we fucked around in the studio for two hours. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, We've we taken it to the next level.
0: The podcast. Level.
1: There we go. All right. So I have more than just one. So I yeah. apologize. All right, so honorable mentions. One that Mike Ciceroni brought up, uh, it's not me talking. Actually, he had telecommunications. So, oh, oops. Um, from A Flock of Seagulls. Uh, oh. H- Hateful Hate by uh, 10,000 Maniacs, which is just so crazy good. Romanticide by Combo Audio. This is. I had this CD, or the CD collection of obscure eighty hit 80s hits called Living in Oblivion. And it was like it was mainly like British British and Euro pop bands that had the hits that didn't make it to these shores. And then a couple of eighties songs. Like She Blinded Me with Science showed up on that one. Shocking. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's just one of those songs I'd never heard of the band. I am not familiar with anything else they did, but when you hear Romanticide, it's a clear cut case. Romanticide. Um, <laughs> it gets stuck in your head. And then Good As Gold by Red Rockers. They who recorded the song China. Really? Yeah. they. I found their tape, their cassette, at Strawberries <laughs> for like $3. And I'm like, well, I'd be a fool not to buy this. <laughs> and it's, again, crazy good stuff for a band. If you, you, everybody knows the song China. Yeah. As a one-hit wonder, you know China.
5: Yeah.
1: Good as Gold is an amazing song. It's actually a better song.
5: I don't know
1: China. All right. Well, it's on friggin' Spotify. You'll listen to it.
5: Okay.
1: All right. Now, with that out of the way,
4: who wants to kick us off? Ladies first.
0: Everybody just looked at me, so okay. I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> All right. Um, so, this was actually inspired by Mike's uh, something that Mike put on that we'll talk about later, but I'm going to talk about Buy Me a Condo by Weird Al wow. and his album In 3D. <laughs> And I'm gonna say that that song gets stuck in my head every time I go shopping for a condo. Whoa! Used to
3: live in Jamaica, but I don't live there no more. Had to change my lifestyle, do things I never Get their wallet
0: to walk carpeting, team. And get their wallet for the credit dives. Hey, I'm gonna buy me a condo. Never have no more than Gonna get me the t-shirt with the editor on. Which I've done twice in
1: my life. Uh it's from 1984, it's in the style of Bob Marley's Buffalo Soldier. Yep. Gonna buy me a condo. <laughs> gonna buy me <laughs> a cuisine
0: Get the water to wall Carpeting Get the wallet for the credit cards I'm actually glad You, you started singing going buy it. me a condo
5: I, I, I couldn't picture what song it was Never had
0: to Now I know Gonna not. buy me the t-shirt With the alligator on Like I get Buy me a condo My husband gets Every time he sees A Lacoste t-shirt Oh yeah That's when it gets Stuck in his head Oh
1: boy Which is more common You okay Joe? Yeah
0: Not so much these Have days Have some more
1: whiskey Oh I will Alright Um <laughs> Bourbon. Yeah, well, you had mentioned Bourbon. earlier that, like, in 3D is kind of a kind of like Weird Alice obscure album, which is weird because it had his, his breakout hit Eat It. Eat It came off of this album, yeah. and it's his breakout hit, but really, you're right, though. Most of, like, the other singles didn't come off of this album, they came off the next one. Yeah.
0: Right, but it's like, I didn't love it at the time, but I, I like it much more now.
1: Reggae is for grown ups. What? Oh, Not
0: just Buy Me a Condo, <laughs> like most of the songs on. like Although, uh, there's a bunch of other ones on this song. Yeah,
4: and one that Mike will bring up in a little bit. Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. Joe? All right.
4: I suppose I can go next. So, my first pick for uh, Obscur- Obscurity was Love Over Gold by Dire Straits, the title track of the album by the same name. <laughs> 1982, and the really this album is kind of really the whole album itself is kind of obscure. You really have to be a Dire Straits fan to get this album, listen to it because it's only five it's only five songs, but each song is like six, seven minutes yeah. long. I, I was listening to this one today, and I'm like,
1: it, it very much has that Dire Straits sound to it, where it's like part like guitar, you know impresario and, and Nicolobad
4: all kind of co- you know playing well, as one well the thing the thing that I really like about the song is Mar- I, I think Martin Offler is one of the best songwriters out there He's, <laughs> and this is this is a this is supposed to be like a ballad but when when Martin Offler writes love songs he doesn't write like grandiose no he doesn't he, he, he writes very much a street level kind of everyday feel love song like Right, things that normal people deal with, and and that's the first half of this song, and then the second half is very much the guitar impresario and him as a music composer, yeah. where he's got the acoustic guitar playing off against the xylophone, and it just kind of—it's a very nice, relaxing song. I enjoy it very, very much. It's one of my favorite songs.
1: I, you know, I'll admit though, Joe, when you sent me the list, I was uh, walking and reading it, and a feather hit me in the head, and knocked me on my ass. So uh, shocked, I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm nothing. if not predictable. No, <laughs> exactly. Seriously,
2: you threw the feather? Huh?
1: <laughs> Seriously, it is the usual suspects on his list. <laughs> I know. God, the '90s is gonna be rough for you, man. No, not really. Yeah, that's right. Oh God, '91 is gonna be. Yeah, '91 is gonna be my year. Yeah, that's gonna be your year. So, Mike, what do you got?
5: Yeah, oh, I'll uh, cover the other weird Yankovic song on this on these lists. Uh, also off 3D. Nature Trail to Hell. In 3D. <laughs> this, honestly, is one of my all-time favorite Weird Al songs. See
3: severed heads that almost fall right in your lap. See that bloody hatchet coming right at you. No, you'll never see hideous effects like these again. Till we bring you Nature Trail to Hell Part 2.
0: The time, but it is so growing on me, and it's and, yeah. and also because of your love of Friday at 13. Yeah, totally right. Yeah. I mean, it, it,
5: it just mocks that whole genre like, so bring the kids, it's so it's, bring the clean kids, it's,
1: family fun.
5: What I think is too is that how
1: complex musically the song is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there is like a violin solo in it, there's, there's different like stanzas in the song.
5: Yeah, it is. I mean. And what? there's like dark, and then it goes. Yeah.
1: yeah. What? What? Bah bah bah. Ah! <laughs>
5: so, yeah, you think Weird Al just like this, like just this comedic uh, song songwriter, but
0: his songs are actually really musically adept. That's I'll... that's why he's lasted all yeah. these right.
1: years. I'll tell you because my daughter loves Weird Al. And what we're finding is that she actually prefers the original stuff over the parodies.
0: Awesome. Mm. Well, first of all, she doesn't have the reference for the parodies.
1: No, she doesn't really have a lot of the reference. You know, the reference to go with with the parodies. Um, but she loves the original songs, and this is one that just—it's fantastic. I mean, Mike and I have actually openly discussed that maybe we will revisit Weird Al this year.
3: Yeah.
1: Because we did a show
5: ten years ago. It was our like fiftieth episode. It
1: wasn't right? even fifty. It was somewhere in there. Oh, we were yeah, we were you. still recording upstairs. Oh, okay. Um,
5: so, actually that was was that Dawn. Was, yeah, that was our first episode after like after that big long break, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But we um we had covered Weird Al. I'd
1: like to take that because we got a super fan in the group as well. Yeah. So. I did. I was
0: in the the right up against the stage at the Ill Advised Vanity Tour where he only did his original hits. Ah. Except wow. except for he did medleys of like his classics, but he did them to different songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that was really awesome. Yeah,
5: his honestly, I, I you know I love his parody songs, but his style parodies are really solid as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, what is it? Uh,
0: it's from Transformers movie. Oh oh, 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 Dare to be
5: stupid. Yes, I love Dare to be stupid.
0: Dare to be stupid is one of his
5: big hits. Yeah, and I, I couldn't put it on my, on this list otherwise. Right. I, unless unless
1: we be calling you out.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> All right, on my list, um,
1: "Black Cars" by Gino Vanelli
0: This is a weird song. This, this is song you know, weird. That the is, weird I mean,
5: thing
4: I just, about this song is... when you you link to the YouTube, and I'm like, what the
3: hell?
1: the thing with this song is is that it brings me back to the summer of 1985 which was like my first, let's just say, hormonal summer. <laughs> <laughs> the summer in between 7th and 8th grade. Subtlety, and and. Th- subtlety. Andy. Things subtlety. were happening. And it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> things were put in motion that could not be stopped. Exactly. So, oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Please continue.
1: Yes. But this song has got like that sound. And it reminds me not only of that, but like of all the other shit that went down the summer of 80, uh, 85, like New Coke. Um, <laughs> like...
4: Andy, his puberty. New Coke! Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Coincidence? I, I think, think not. <laughs> I'm being told one thing, then I'm being
1: told another. What the fuck <laughs> do you expect me to do? Now, if you'll <laughs> excuse me, I have a paper route to go do. <laughs>
5: Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know.
1: I killed the both. Usually, it's just Joe that we kill. So Gina
5: Vanelly. Gina Vanelli, Yes.
1: Um. God, this dude's this dude's musical outfit though is is really the vanilla part of Vanelli. <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: Because uh, he so- had
1: a song in like the late seventies that was like some kind of just like ballad. Okay. I don't even remember what it was and then after because I'd heard that song after I'd heard this one, I'm like, wait, the, from the black cars guy?
0: Yep. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, it was really strange and there was I was like, What? I don't get the part about parking in the shade. Like completely yeah. like the rest of the song. Well they
1: look better in the shade. black cars look better in the shade. And she smokes those French cigarettes, which I don't and, know and, really. And or. there was something about
0: scratches and oh my it was your tans. Yeah. It ask. was odd and strange and yeah. Black cars it's, don't get don't look better in the shade, they just don't get so hot in the summer. Right, exa- yeah,
1: exactly. Because you know, it was the 80s, so it was all leather seats filled with cocaine in the uh. <laughs> oh, cocaine <store. laughs> uh, cocaine's the last good year. Um, all right. Mike? No, actually, we're it's we're Catherine's back. turn. Oh, we're back, we're back. Oh, we're right, back Catherine, to me, yeah, right? You're back
0: to you. Oh my god, okay, so I'm gonna go. It's like with... We need a
1: ball to keep throwing to people. Like, George, your turn. turn, turn. <laughs>
0: um, so this is this is Madonna, but it's not one of her top hits. Um, this is off of the True Blue album. It's called "Where's the Party." This was something, I borrowed the record from the library, <laughs> and I just loved, and I, I you know, used our stereo to put it on a tape, and I just loved dressing up and dancing in front of the mirror to this. And frankly, <laughs> I still want to, like, when I hear it, I still want to just bounce up and down and dance around. It's just so poppy and happy and fun.
1: The, the Drew Blue is such a mature album for her. Right. It really is. It's, it really is the in-between between, well... What's the album that came? Oh, like a prayer came out after this.
0: Right. Which yeah, this, is, was, this was 1986, so it's between the like a virgin and like a prayer. And like a prayer.
1: Yeah. But before, who's that girl?
0: Who's yes.
1: that? Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> like a party. Yeah.
1: Yep. But, but yeah, no, this is this is a fun song. I mean, I knew the song immediately. Right. But it, you're right. It's not one of those songs that charted. It didn't really do much.
0: Like it, it spoke to me. I really enjoyed it, and again, this was this was when I was really starting to learn my own music. Yeah, outside of like Sesame Street and my mom's music, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fun. It's poppy, but it's not like when you when you talk about Madonna songs, it's not even in the top ten.
1: No, no. So, all right, Joe. All right,
4: my next selection is, and <laughs> I actually changed it and shocked Andy when I when I changed it. <laughs> Is you lost a smile in your eyes. I thought
1: it was Asia. the smile that's left your eyes. No, so you lost a smile. Really? Okay. Yeah. From Asia? From
5: Asia. And I've become a rolling
3: stone. I don't know where to go. I don't to call my.
4: From their second album. Their second album and their last major hit. Even though, well, I want to say major hit. Well, major hit outside of the U.S. Because it did chart in the U.K. and a couple other countries they didn't chart in the U.S. Yep. And this is kind of, the song kind of led to the, or the, after this song, it's kind of like the band imploded. <laughs> did
1: you ever hear the story about when Jim and Mike Cicerone went to go see them at, at uh, Borders Books in Marlboro? Yes, <laughs> yes,
4: yes, yes. And they're
1: like, two, two of the members out of the three did like an acoustic set i don't think one of them was an original member either no. <laughs> and it's just like you know just someone walks up stage ladies and gentlemen asia and they're like walking out of like the cooking the st- the cooking section <laughs>
0: Which is? I'm squinting at you because I shopped there, and that was actually where I picked up book seven of Harry Potter. (laughs) I went to the midnight buy your book, you know, stood in line for you know, got my wristband, stood in line for hours at that Borders.
4: Well, Asia had to also wait in line for that book. Well, (laughs) well, the thing, one, I I like the, I like the song. I I think it's a really nice song. But this is anybody knows the the history of Asia is that there was supposed to be a prog rock (laughs) supergroup. You know they were they were made up of the bubble of Emerson Lake and Palmer and Yes and one other band that I can't remember. They're supposed to be a prog rock supergroup but their two best known songs are typical 80s pop rock. Yeah. And this song is as close to prog rock as the entire band ever got. One of
0: their one of their 80s songs was one of, one of those songs was like a theme on an episode of Supernatural, the Groundhog Day episode of Supernatural. <laughs> Uh, the heat of the night, heat of the moment, the heat, heat of the, the moment, moment. Yeah, their
1: number, their biggest, their hit. biggest hit. Yes. Yep. <laughs> they were the number one. They had the number one selling album in 1982. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. And that was it. After because then after, and this, this song this, didn't come off of that album. No, <laughs> it did not. But I remember this video. This video was sad as shit. Yes. It's like it's like shot like a French tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Child drowns at the end. It's just
0: oh my god.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I think I just finished reading the Bridge to Terabithia at this point too, so uh
5: And you're still alive. Wow Yeah I know, yeah, no, right? Amazing.
4: Okay, Mike. Alright. Okay. <laughs>
5: uh I got uh That Ain't Love by Ario e. Speedwagon.
1: You have brought this song up like twice. Uh, before. I love I love
5: Aryo e. Speedwagon <laughs> in general, and this one is it's not whether hits, it's off their um uh, Life as We Know It uh nineteen eighty seven album. the only hit that really came off of that one is uh, In My Dreams.
4: Uh-huh. This well, one, but by, ni- by 1987, yeah. music tastes have pretty much moved on from Ario Speedwagon. And the Ario Speedwagon. In the, 80, the early 80s, you know, like Asia. Yeah. <laughs> right.
5: But, no, I mean, this one, it's, they actually did make a music video for it. Yeah. Um, and it's a fun, it's a fun music video. It's got, it, it's a weird music video.
1: This band was just good looking enough to get on MTV. Yeah. Barely. Like just barely, barely. like
5: <laughs> But you know, it, it you know, it starts you know, it starts very very you know. White slow. men with perms aren't
4: exactly a thing. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and that was a mean jufro, alright. That yeah. was a mean
4: jufro, okay.
5: <laughs> but you know, it starts like very slow but then you know the uh, the chorus just really picks up. Yeah. And it's it, it makes really good use of the uh, Casio keyboard.
1: Okay. <laughs> as, an, as an, 80, 80 an early 80s staple. 80 <laughs> staple. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Uh, it's not a bad... No, the Roland
4: synthesizer. The Roland synthesizer, yes. Yeah.
1: Double stacked. That's right. Yep. You had to have that hamburger effect going. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, it's, just, it's... I mean, I love speed Speedwagon a lot. And this one, despite not being one that really chart topping hits I really really enjoy the song it's one of my favorites of their cool, cool.
1: alright next on mine is uh, Wonderland by Big Country
5: yep. <laughs> remember what yep. I say hey, Mike when Your I ever said I song.
1: wasn't going to play any uh, Big Country yeah. I
3: lied
5: I, I, I knew you would be
3: I see.
4: It was from a certain point of view.
1: Oh, for you. <laughs> you know what? And I I, I actually was going to hold off on doing a big country song, and then I remembered that this song is a single that came from an album that never even came out in the United States of America. I think Catherine's broken.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the, I'm trying to remember where the certain point of view line comes from. Star Wars. Okay, yep, there we go.
4: Okay, there we go. Thank you go. Back. Wow. Um, um, Empire Strikes Back. But. Yes, I know. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, Wonderland, I remember... Like, I was at Strawberries. Strawberries Records and Tapes at the Town Mall. Oh, God. And here here in, in lovely Levenster, Massachusetts. And, um... Long, long before the... Oh, God. Died. Long before it turned into the mall that white people used to go to. Yeah. Jeez.
4: Um, <laughs> and, uh... It, it was that trash... Oh, the, God. It was the white trashiest mall in all of Central Mass. And I that's just, saying something. Yeah. I
0: just remember when the Straw... When Strawberries closed... You know, there was a bunch of people that worked at it, and they showed up to work. on th- and the doors were locked. Yeah, and I, rem- couldn't get I remember. In. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I remember, like, I was, I was just looking around, and I found this. It was like a four-song EP from Big Country. I'm like, well, this is interesting. I'm not familiar with any of these songs. <laughs> and I, took, I, I, found out later on, it was like, it was, um, it so, was like, like a UK exclusive. So, like, it was yeah, a, no, it was a UK yeah. exclusive, uh-huh. and it hadn't been released. It had been released kind of in between like their two US releases. And it's it's interesting. It's kind of a, a the song itself is like a spiritual cousin to their only real hit in the US in a Big Country. Yeah. But it's I've am I'm, I'm such a huge fan of them. I've always loved the way that they sound because they don't sound like an '80s band. They're like an '80s band, like one of the staples of Ooh, it's an '80s song. It's in a Big Country by Big Country, <laughs> but they don't sound like what you normally associate with the '80s. The '80s sound. Yeah, and by 80's sound we mean the early 80's sound which got like spread thin like too much butter over a slice of bread uh, throughout the entire 80's (laughs) thank you and I got a Hobbit reference in there Uh, oh okay
5: for some reason I thought that was a Christmas Carol reference
1: No.
0: no 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 the cutting the bread thin is Mickey's Christmas Carol yeah. Oh. No. Okay. Uh, the Lady Wore Black, also by Queen's Rock Off, the same album I mentioned earlier. Lady Wore Black! See <laughs> <laughs> the
3: years through the tears in her eyes.
1: Tate's got an amazing voice. He does. He, he really does. Really he he, he
0: reined it in and got a little less high in the later albums, yeah. but it was really working what his range at the time. And, um, yeah, it's, like, like I didn't want to quote the stuff that hit, you know? And I yeah. didn't, you know, and, and Empire and Operation Mindcrime are both really solid albums, soup to nuts, so right. I had to go with something more obscure, which was when I got into Queensryche, I was like, got this album and... I love all the songs there are four songs on it and they're all great <laughs> Sweet.
4: okay so my next one and I picked this one not for the actual quality because I know Andy's going to bust my sh- my shit for it not for the actual quality of the song which is just a typical Eric Clapton song wait 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 you've got an Eric Clapton song on your list? right?
0: oh my god it's and, and it's an Eric Clapton song that's not known
4: it's not known and simply because of the insidious practice in the 80s of adding bonus tracks ah. To the CDs, because <laughs> that was such an '80s thing. Yeah, I remember that. This was—it's it, the song is called "Grand Illusion," it was the bonus track to his August album. I But you didn't have the song then? I didn't have the song. It wasn't until like actually, you know, because I didn't have twelve hundred dollars to go get a CD player in nineteen
0: eighty six. Right?
3: <laughs>
4: what is that? What is that adjusted for today's
1: dollars? Oh God! <laughs> <and are not. laughs> we're, we're not. Yeah, no, don't
0: even bother. For <laughs> today's dollars, it's now fifteen dollars at Target.
5: Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> now you it, trade this, you know, this bottle of beer. <laughs> like I said, I mean,
4: the song itself, there's really nothing special about it. It's just, you know, a typical Eric Clapton, mid-80s, adult contemporary rock. Yep. But again, because CDs was the technology, you know, the brand new technology in, 19- in the 80s, people, you know... Oh, they fucking they, flaunted it. They did. They oh, fucking you want, flaunted you want, it. Oh, you want a UK-only track? Well, get the CD, or you want, it? you know, you I'll know, oh, get the rare B-side that's only available on the CD. Okay, fuck you.
0: And remember the CD packaging back then? Oh, God. Oh,
4: god! Was with the long box? Huge.
0: The long box. It was huge yep. and tall and wasteful. Well,
4: because because well, they were trying to compete with LPs, so they're like, okay, well, we got to make it... we
0: got to make it fit in the right. LP yeah. slot. Right, <laughs> and that was,
4: like, a big thing. Like, the, the head of Tower Records
1: was arguing that they, they needed those long boxes to sell CDs because if you just put the jewel case out there, people wouldn't look at them. Right. Which is horseshit when you actually go to any used CD bin... They're, that's how they're all done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although, although I do believe I have my they, they they did have like bonus material like long you know big long thin you know like liner notes and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a practice. I remember with cassettes. Like, this is back when they were like trying to phase out vinyl. Right. Because like synchronicity. That's right. Yes. See, in Sahara was only it was not on the vinyl. It was on the it was on the cassette. Right. And, and the CD Well part of it were.
4: Well part of it too Is that they were Trying to exploit The fact that You can only fit So much on a vinyl Yeah On a single vinyl Or you, or double LP And to and Whereas to, Well this, to, to that to, to that point as well Cassette as well You can yeah. only fit so much Right You know I remember I, You know when they Had the clear cassettes You could see, You know if they had Like a like the huge, you can see both wolves almost, yeah, the almost touching meals. each other. Yeah, yeah. But then I mean, but then they were again exploited. Well, CD can carry so much more information. So you can have like three <laughs> extra songs. Yay. Yep. At fifty bucks a pop. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And I remember too, like feeling a little ripped off on that when I finally got like a CD burner. Yeah, it's like the fuck? I can't put everything on here? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. You mean I only get 80 megs?
4: What the fuck's wrong with
1: you? We are no, so stupid too. back then. Oh, we fell for everything. Yep.
5: Go ahead. Alright. <clears throat> I've got, uh, it's a song from the Canadian rock band Triumph.
1: Oh, oh the, not Rush? Can, Canada's Dave Clark 5
4: to, uh, <laughs> to rushes The Beatles? I, mean, I was gonna say, a Canadian band that's not Rush?
5: This is their highest charting uh, song, but nobody's ever heard of it, really. It reached number 27 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, in the US or Canada? In the US. Okay. Go ahead. And it's called Somebody's Out There.
1: Triumph, wow. The the, uh, album is Sport of Kings. I remember Triumph actually being like a big arena rock band in like the early, early 80s, like pre-MTV. Yeah. They were, but they were like one of those bands because they weren't proggy like Like Rush was. exactly. They were just a Canadian rock band going out there and singing good old Canadian rock songs, eh? Yeah. Oh, I'm Um, sorry,
4: Brian Adams is Canadian too.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, most of my Canadian music isn't until the 90s, so. Yeah. Later 90s. But... Go ahead. Like. It, it's it's just a
5: great song, you know. It's nice high energy. It's the the video is fun, but it is oh so eighties. Oh god. The, the women are either in long like you know bikered, just one pieces. What what year did this song about out? Uh, six. Mm. Uh, or business suits with. Very, very padded shoulders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I listened,
0: we didn't, in the 80s, we didn't stop at like business suits. T-shirts came, T-shirts padded came with padded shoulders. Pads.
5: Yeah. Um, oh yeah.
0: I had I had like my my eighth grade English teacher loved her padded shoulders. Yeah. Not in this music video.
1: <laughs> I had like one really cool shirt, and it was like it had the zipper on the side, like because we had like that hybrid like Japanese look yeah. to all of our new wave clothes. <laughs> yeah. It was like the the one cool article of clothing I own.
0: I always took the shoulder pad. You know, the shoulder pads were removable. Yeah. I took them out because I have shoulders. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. If you
0: had slopy shoulders, it was great.
1: Right. But uh, I, I heard like the song. My, you know, when, when Mike sent me the list, I was like, oh, yeah, got to listen to the song. And I swear to God, this song came from a movie.
5: It's, doesn't it feel like it came from I a mean, movie? It feels like it might have, but I, as far as I can tell, it would never came from a movie. Um, it was actually... The Sport of Kings uh, album was uh, like second and last one before they broke up. Okay. And apparently, they, even during this one, they were really kind of having issues okay. in the band. Okay. Um, but, I mean... A Rick,
1: downward spiral of drugs and uh, maple yeah. donuts. Yeah, I
5: mean, uh, <laughs> and Tim Hortons.
2: <laughs> yeah, Timmy,
5: uh, Timmy Hose! Timmy uh, Hoes. Rick Emmett, the, the lead singer. He's got a nice range on his voice.
1: He does. That, well, that's, that's the Canadian way. Yeah,
5: he can hit some yeah. really high notes, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... it's it, as far as I can tell, I, I've never heard of any other song that they've done, but I don't know how I remember... I, can't remember how i heard this song for the first time but it just is stuck in my head and i mean uh what was it like on just the other day i was just on my computer playing uh star wars the old republic and i just had the song uh the music video playing on the tv and i was just playing it over and over and over again because it's it, it's a really really good song huh. all right now you had mentioned that being
1: like the video being 80s is all get out yeah Well let me introduce you to It's Inevitable (laughs) from the band Charlie This video. Yes. Oh, I did. oh my god. I,
0: I have opinions.
1: Oh, oh go please. Go Tell me yeah, these opinions. I, I, I want to start it. I wanted to start real quick with saying I honestly was so happy this song actually existed because I thought it was a fever dream. <laughs> I thought it was a fever dream I had when I was twelve. There's no way this song could have existed.
4: Catherine, you have the floor.
0: Yeah, I was watching this this morning and the guy is so serious when he's <laughs> lipstick and singing along. But the he's whole, committed! He's committed! He's totally committed to the story, which seems really important. But, like, the story part of the video is like a, a cooking class kitchen <laughs> that dissolves into a food fight, yeah. and he stands and, and, like, he doesn't get terribly involved. he's, like, slightly involved, but mostly he's sheltering the girl from the food fight. Andy,
4: Sheltering the girl is one good way to put it Andy, I'm not so sure It wasn't a fever dream now. Mildly uh, mildly assaulting her
0: No, no, no He's just holding oh. her to 80s, his chest 80s defi- assault, assault looks different
4: 80s definition of uh, sexual harassment Is totally different Oh my god world.
0: And this, she was blowing kisses at him earlier, so it's fair. Yeah, so,
4: okay. this song, again, this is one of those one-hit... This, this
1: is actually a non-hit wonder. None, yeah. I don't even <laughs> think this song charted. No. Um, but I've rem- never
0: heard of it or seen it before, but the pie fight is the wackiest thing. And the guy is, again, committed in his very 80s outfit. Yeah, yeah. oh my god. This video is... Fit.
1: all The band's get-ups, just the way that they're dressed in the performance portion of the video... Everybody has got their '80s uniform. Like you got the guitar player just wearing like the white beater and the jeans. Um, the lead singer's got like his his fancy like, like one piece suit oh, and uh, his oh, one piece
0: the his one
1: piece sport jacket is what it is. Yeah. Um, I also remember the one thing that stood out about this that I've always remembered that they had two drummers. But not like, you know, thirty eight Special with the Grateful Dead have two drummers. Right. It was like one actual percussion drummer and then another dude on electric drums. Oh, (laughs) wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And the song just, it isn't that good, but it was like, I need to talk about this. It's (laughs) just therapy for me. I need to talk about this song and just be like. Guys, this song exists. Yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah,
0: British. You I had to let it out,
1: Andy. This yeah, tell might us, be, tell us more. This might be one of these bands. I don't even think has a Wikipedia page. Andy. Breathe,
0: breathe through it. Let it go. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm good. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> just claw, crawl back into my bottle here. I don't <laughs> Andy, do you need a hug? I think I'll be okay, Mike. But okay. I, I appreciate that, Mike. No problem. Your friendship means a lot to me. Yes. Um. Yes. All right, Catherine, you're up next.
0: All right, I'm gonna bring this down into a sad place. God damn it. Okay, so this is off the same album as Marlena on the Wall. Uh, this is The Queen and the Soldier by Suzanne Vega from 1985. I
1: didn't notice you changed that.
0: I did. I
1: love this song.
0: This song is really good.
3: You said, I see you now. You are so very young. But I've seen more battles lost. Of battles won and I've got this intuition says it's all for your fun and now will you tell me why? Well the young queen she fixed him with an arrogant eye She said you won't understand and you may as well not try but her face was a child and he thought she would cry But she closed herself up like a fan. She said, I've swallowed a secret burning thread. It cuts me inside and often I fled. He laid his hand on the top of her
0: head. And he bowed her down to the ground. It's really sad.
4: Wow, a Suzanne Vega song that's sad. Hey, she's
0: got some
1: upbeat songs. Bullshit. Actually, she does them very... 99.9 99.9 Fahrenheit. Listen to that album. Yeah. There's some really upbeat stuff on there.
5: Yeah, okay. yeah More well, had great
4: songs, too. Yeah, yeah he was all chipper.
0: <laughs> there's sad, and then there's this song.
4: Oh. oh, this song is just...
0: Yeah, I... Should I spoil it? Go oh, ahead. Boy. Who there's dies? A, uh, the yeah. soldier.
4: Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: he, he, he he presents the truth to the queen, and she has him executed. Yep. Oh, good for her. <laughs> and I... And it's it's so true which
1: what's interesting about especially this first album for her it's it's so underproduced
0: yep like well, it's, it's like her and her 12 string guitar
1: yeah it's her and you know there is like there there is a backing band but it's only like a bass guitar uh, maybe piano when necessary and percussion yeah but it's just the sound is so rich and her just her songwriting is, is unparalleled especially at this time of the 80s yep it's in, it's so good, so good.
0: Yeah, this was this was I was back when we were going through like the '80s music. Yeah, and I wasn't on the show at the time, and I was like, "Damn it, I can't talk about this album." Yay, we can talk about this album. <laughs> <today>. Well, n-
1: <laughs> n- uh, this year actually, we get to talk about one of our albums if you, if you so wish. Oh yes, Days of Open Hand" comes uh, comes out in 1990.
0: Yep. So there we go. I uh, we uh, yes.
1: Well, we be fighting over that one, you and I. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there anything else you have to say about this? This is an um, amazing song.
0: This is an amazing song, and it's also uh, it was something that I, I taught myself because uh, there's no reason you couldn't sing it at a live-action role-playing game because That's... it had nothing. You know, it was it was it could be ballady, it could be you know, it wasn't modern at all. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Now, now we're on to you. Okay. okay.
5: Have a coin for your Witcher. What have coin for your Witcher? I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
0: coin for your Witcher. I, I haven't
1: started watching The Witcher yet because I'm getting mixed.
0: I've I've gotten some like I've I've seen some good reviews, but the negative reviews I've seen have been extraordinarily the, negative.
1: Exactly, and that's the thing. It's like they're discouragingly is just they're just very discouragingly
0: like, ne- I have, I negative. I have so many things to see. I heard not... some
4: really, really good things,
5: though. Yeah, that's the
0: thing. I, I have
4: I, heard some good things about it. I binged it. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Women Take with internalized
0: that. misogyny. I'm
4: out. All right. I'm the prize, Joe. Okay. Go ahead. Anyways, my next pick was You Got Me Running by Def Leppard. Wow. Yeah. This one today. This was a fun one to listen to. High and Dry is kind of an interesting record overall. This was their first record uh, produced by Robert Mutt-Lang. Mutt-Lang. and this is where you can start hearing the transition from Def Leppard pub band to Def Leppard yeah. rock and roll heavy metal glam band. And High and Dry got a re-release, right? That yes. actually had Bringing on the Heartbreak, a, re- a remix of Bringing on Bringing on the Heartbreak after Pyromania hit it big, right? Um, but like the original, you you can kind of see where in some of the songs, again, like bringing on the heartbreak, the original, even the original, uh, release were very produced and you can see like Robert, uh, Lang's hands all over it. But then there's other songs that are still kind of the raw deaf, like, you know, like from on through the night, which is still the raw kind of. Unrefined. Joe Elliott hadn't found his well. Joe his Elliott, yet. well. Joe Elliott did. Yeah, he didn't have his glam rock, his hair metal voice. That, he was, no, he's, no, that's he's, not on this song. No, at and all. The, and but it's also such a good hooky song. It's a fun song to listen yep. to. It's a, just a traditional hard rock song. You know, it's got. You know, it starts off and you got feedback coming from the from the amplifiers. It's a raw, runch. You know, crunchy song. It's it's a lot of fun. You know, so it, it like again. And overall, it, it the whole album serves as a good transition between "On Through the Night" and "Pyromania." You know, yeah, it's it's it, you know, and this song is like a good example of the still unproduced, raw Death Leopard, right? Right, like, and then Pyromania came out and, and then, blew our fucking minds. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, yeah, nothing against Pyromania and and you know, Hysteria, which is unbelievable album. Yep. But if you want a raw like. Just a good rock and roll, Def Leppard. This is a, half of High and Dry. Half, is, an, yeah. I, you know, I mean, any song from High and Dry, I could have picked. I could have picked out like um, Mirror Mirror. Is you could a good have done song. Me and My Wine. And me and People, My Wine is actually yeah. pretty good. Wine too, but actually, it would have been good because. <laughs> Well, Steve, yesterday was Steve Clark's uh, The anniversary of Steve Clark's death Oh, fantastic 30 happened. years? 30 years Fucking hell, I remember when that happened No, 1991 too. No, it was 1991
5: 91,
1: okay 29 years, yeah. fucking hell I remember when that happened Alright
5: Sorry, Mike <clears throat> No, that's fine Brighten yeah, things up now um, <clears throat> I got this one from Dr. Demento Star Trekking by the <laughs> <a> term
3: <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh, Across the universe, on the spaceship Enterprise, under Captain Kirk. There's Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard
3: bow. There's Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard bow, Jim. Mr. Spock. It's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not as we know it. It's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not The universe. On the enterprise,
1: on oh, good lord. I have, I have nothing but good memories of this song.
5: Yeah. Uh, well, I did until I watched the music video the other day. Oh, no. Uh, oh. It is... It, they... Before you continue,
1: Mike, does it devolve into porno? No. <laughs> well, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm, i gonna admit it's it,
5: it's it's really bad claymation. Oh, <laughs> really? And for some oh, reason, I
0: feel like I might. I, 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 yeah, I'm like, watching I, it once and once. So nope, nope. The, the I'll chorus, just listen to it. The chorus is just a bunch of like little
5: alien hand puppets sticking up through like craters on a moon, and then for some reason the uh, Enterprise crew are. Claymation potatoes.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, I don't, yep. yep. Know, all right, go ahead, video. right we're we're good. we We're good.
5: In bad claymation video. You can tell they rushed. They had to the uh, do
0: claymation potatoes. <laughs>
5: yeah, but I mean, it's it's just such a goofy fun song. It is, and it's
1: I, I, you know I like all the little pieces that they add to it.
5: I mean, my my favorite is easily Captain Kirk. Oh, we become a
0: beast, shoot to
3: kill, shoot to kill, shoot
0: to kill. Shoot to kill. <laughs> that was what I was going <laughs> to go for. <laughs>
1: His life, Jim, is not as we know it. Not as we you know it. Not as we know it, as as you know know it. it. Captain.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's actually funny because when Mike was like, Mike and I were talking about like what what he could he possibly
5: pick, I was and I trouble thinking of. Some yeah, stuff,
1: so same. I was thinking like, well, there's plenty of Doctor Demento stuff that I know would be totally within your wheelhouse, but there was one song I recommended to him that did not make this list. Which one? Dog Police.
5: <laughs> I. I I I don't know it.
1: He came into work. I showed him the video for Dog Police, and he gave it to me about a minute. And like I, I I've seen enough.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh that one. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, Dog he, Police. Yeah. He, he had pushed it into the deepest recesses of his mind. He managed
0: until, to block that, Andy, and you've brought it back. Well, yep. yeah. I, yeah. I hey, I'm not the
4: only one
1: here who needs therapy. Okay. <laughs>
5: Nope. But no, I mean, like, growing up, we had the uh, documented 20th anniversary on. Yes. On I double know. cassette. And I, we played through it over and over. And this one is one of the ones that stood out. And it's also one of the few ones on there from the 80s. So, ah. Just, yeah. Yeah, I could have put the entire album on this one, but most of them right. are, are not 80s. Right, yeah.
0: right. And, and like, I, you know, I, we went to see Star Trek Four in theaters. And my mother was, like, talking about the difference between Star Trek fans and Trekkies. And I determined to become a Trekkie, and I watched a whole lot of classic Trek. So by the time I heard this song, I was well steeped.
2: Yep.
5: <laughs> so I got it. I, I if I if it was in the right time frame, I would have put on "Hello Mada,
4: Hello Fada." Yeah, but that's
5: much older. Yeah. Yeah, much older. Well,
4: it's not well, it's Alan, not very obscure either, Alan.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah no, Alan, sure.
0: that 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 Alan Sherman song is not obscure. I've got some that are much more obscure, <laughs> but they're also still old. Yeah.
5: I could have also chosen "Wet Dream." Oh no no. No 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 no, <laughs> no no no. no.
0: no. I love that.
5: Slip. All right. We're mo- we're moving on <laughs> we're moving now. Oh, okay. Wanna see you. And it's a seal. And Andy? game thing. I'm just like
0: my heart, like like for 100.
5: Okay, Andy,
1: All right. <laughs> Save this. Talk to you later by the tubes. She has shut up one. Oh, your, your my brought God. Up, she's a Beauty earlier, which was, like, their big hit. this their only hit. This was their minor league hit. This was, like, one of those showed up a lot on rock radio in 1981 and would every once in a while make an appearance on MTV.
0: I was trying to figure that he's breaking up with his one-night stand who never moved out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing is, and it, strangely enough, I, I didn't intentionally mean to do this, but, like, the next band I'm going to talk to is very, very similar to the Tubes in the way that they evolved as a band. So the Tubes are like one of those like experimental art rock bands that had like characters and huge sets, and they had just this weird vibe going on with them. And the Tubes are the American version of that. Yeah. Um, and this was like their first big like breakout song. I mean, the intro that I gave her at the top of the show, "White Punks on Dope," that was their first hit in like 1975. <laughs> <laughs> White wow. Punk song, dope?
3: <laughs> um, okay,
1: but I, I, just, I love, I, I, actually just love like the the musical progressions of this song. It's just, it's an easy, it's a very easy song to play on guitar because it is three, no, it is three chords. All the best rock songs are three chords. Four chords. Four chords. Four chords. Sorry, but it's also, it's got a great, you know, it's got a catchy chorus to it, and it's just, it's a fun song to listen to cool alright alright everyone wrap up you got one more left
0: okay so uh, thanks to Mike for reminding me about the dead milkmen I picked between the two and I went with Bitch and Camaro because nice. we, we memorized like the whole monologue before the song <laughs> we, we do it at the drop of a hat
3: hey Jack what's happening I don't know well, uh, room around town says you might be thinking about going down to the shore. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go down to the shore. What are you gonna do down there? Uh, I don't know. Play some video games, buy some Death Leopard t shirts.
1: Don't forget your Motley Crue t shirt. You know, all proceeds go to get their lead singer out of jail. Uh huh. Can't wait to go down. Hey, uh, we gonna check out the sandbar while you're down there? Uh, what's the sandbar? That's a place that lets 16-year-old kids drink. Oh, cool. Yeah, hey, guess who's going to be there? Uh, who? My favorite cover band, Crystal Shit. Wow. Yeah, they do a
3: tour show. He's really impressed. In fact, it goes a little like this. Love me two times, baby. Love me twice today.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. The Dead Milk are such an interesting
3: <laughs> band, to say the least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I don't know. They were like. They were one step in between legitimacy as a rock band and novelty, in my. in just in my
4: opinion.
0: Novelty, the, novelty Punk. Yeah. i go so, Novelty But
4: there punk. was, again, it, they were so niche back in the 80s. You really, really had to, like, search out the the Bump, man. Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like a... It,
0: or you, I, or I, you had an evangelist like Jeff Parenti. Yeah, well, right. the, well, the thing is, it,
4: from my point of view, I never found them accessible.
0: Okay.
1: The, the, it is tough, too, because there's a lot of, like... This is, like, su- <clears throat> there's a lot of, like, Southern Rock in there as well. And not like Southern Rock, like you know, Alabama. You know, it's
5: it's the Ozarks,
1: yeah. Of you right. know, of punk rock. I'm yeah,
5: a man. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but uh, yeah, like the the whole monologue of like you know, it's like I heard that you're you're getting a car. Oh wow, how'd you get a car? Oh my, folks drove it up here from the Bahamas. You're kidding? Yeah, I must be the Bahamas Islands. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And this guy, that guy's voice was just, he
0: was just like, he just talked like this. I was like, one guy's talked like this and the other guy's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hang out at the sandbar. What's the sandbar? Oh, it's a place to let 16-year-old kids drink. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you actually, like, you know, I know you're not much of a punk rock fan, but you might actually enjoy the Dead Milkmen.
0: Some some of the songs anyway. Yeah,
1: Punk Rock Girl is a fun song.
0: Okay. And and partly just because it is it is the the it's not very heavy punk and it, and and it is quite novelty.
1: Yeah. The the, the it's yeah it, it, it's it's tough to describe but I mean I think that Beelzebubba would be just a good intro album for you.
0: Yeah, I really only know Big Legend in my backyard.
4: Okay. Okay. All right, Joe, close us out with yours. All right. Ooh, I taste the bacon now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, may
4: I? Oh yes, oh, you may. Yes, yeah.
0: May. may I taste the bacon?
4: You may taste. T- the taste bacon. the bacon.
0: <laughs> Ride the bacon. It's like the rainbow, the but louder. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and smokier. It's like Skittles, but for functional alcoholics.
4: <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Oh, anyways, so for my last pick is Queen's breakthrough off the the Miracle
3: album. Your smile Speaks books to me Break up With each and every one of your looks And your style
4: Obscure, right?
0: Yeah, it's actually obscure Queen.
4: I
1: know, right? I'll be honest with you. I don't think I heard this song until today.
0: Which is
4: again, it's one of those things. You know, it's one of those things where it was a huge hit in the UK, but and it did get released in the US. But again, it did not chart. Surprisingly enough, for a Queen song, it did not chart in the US. Let's be honest about that, Joe. Queen stopped charting in the U.S. in the early '80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: until until uh, until we
1: find, until you find that- until Bohemian Rhapsody in
4: '92.
0: Yeah, until until Wayne's World.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: and then and then Queen exploded.
4: Right, but yeah. and, but the thing is, again, this is such a fun song. I mean, the Miracle charted in the U.S. I think the Miracle. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the miracle. The, yeah, I think, it's, a, it's, I think on, a it's, on, it's on, like, the Platinum Collection. Yeah, right. I think it
4: charted. But anyways, but it's such a fun, hooky, catchy song.
0: Well, that's not
4: saying much when it comes to Queen. Yeah. Good point. Nice. Right, exactly. <laughs> that, well,
5: that was what Queen was doing. Yeah. Well, did you guys <laughs> see the video,
1: though, for it? No. No. Okay. No, I just listened to it on uh, Spotify today. Okay, so
4: the video is them on a train. Just a train. Playing the song, now you've heard the song. It's very much a train that, like I would describe, like a train song. Yeah,
0: choo choo. Basically, yeah, basically.
4: <laughs> but again, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a hooky poppy song. It's a lot of fun. Yep. You know, it's it's, it's just, I I really really enjoy it, and it's it's weird because it's a it's a mix up of two different songs. Like the first like the 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 first part where it's just like Freddie Mercury with a chorus was supposed to be one song that Freddie didn't finish and then the rest of the song is that Roger Taylor wrote that he didn't finish and they just kind of mashed it together in the studio. <laughs> yep. But it works somehow. No, it
1: does. It does. And it was like it was one of those songs it's just very much it is very much a Queen song. Yes. And it does sound like kind of like that
4: Late 70s, early 80s queen. But this is their last album, right? Yes. Right. The, no, the last album before Freddie's diagnosis, which is I think in 91. Because he died in 91 right. and we released one album in that year. But Bohemian
1: Rhapsody said he found that right before Live Aid.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Whatever. Yeah, it's, Sorry. it's, a, it's a biopic, <laughs> yeah. not, not a documentary.
5: <laughs> Mike? Uh, yeah. All right. I went, for my last one, I, well, I mean, I could have picked the entire, every single song off the uh, *Bill Dead Sex Excellent Adventure soundtrack. I fucking
1: found it, and when I heard, this is what I said, hashtag, I found it. <laughs> I, I, thought, I was like, on YouTube, I'm like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Go oh, ahead, Mike. I, mean, I could, oh. pick,
5: I could pick, literally pick any song off that, because as far as I can tell, none of those bands did any other albums. No. Nope. nope. But I chose my favorite song off of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and that's In Time by Robbie Robb featuring Steve Sellas. Okay. It's the song that's played um, while they're in the future, you know, talking to the future council. Right. And it's just that, you know, it's, you know, it's that, it's the song, it just like it has a slow build, um, very, you know, it's very, it starts off very peaceful and then it
3: just Well, the
5: funny thing about that is, and this is just more
1: in context with the movie than anything else, is that like, Bill and Ted are like, they're metalheads. Yeah. You know. And this is the kind of music that they listen. To they the inspire, future. yeah, exactly. Well, it's what they essentially could, inspire or or created.
5: Well, it inspires peace and happiness, and this song is just it's yeah. peaceful and, and and you know it makes me happy, right? So, which is
1: weird because like when they when when you get down to Bogus Journey and they yeah. play that shitty qu- uh, Kiss song, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let be honest, Mike, God gave rock and roll to us, gave rock and roll to us, gave rock and roll old to everyone. Yeah, it's a shitty song.
5: <laughs> well, it's why I prefer the All original Ted's. Right. I don't blame and yeah. Ted for that. Which is, which I just something to say the... about
1: Kiss. Yeah, yeah.
5: not really, but
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, wow, for a whole bunch of rock sellouts, you guys do make a good cup of coffee, though.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah we're, we're,
0: we're on to go see part three. Right? Oh hell yeah! Oh
5: god yeah! Hell yeah!
0: That's that's this year.
5: Yes. Yep. It's August. Yay! Ooh. Um, but Easy yeah. August. I guess. I mean, uh, Robbie Rob. He's he was the singer of uh, what was the uh, what was it? a tribe tribe after tribe. It was like a South African uh, alternative rock band. Okay. And he just I don't know how they found him and got him to do this, but and I don't know how they found all the bands that they did. I mean, none of them did anything else that I could. That hey, could buddy,
1: do. you want a sandwich? <laughs>
5: But, hey, you know what? It is my all-time favorite soundtrack. So yeah, I know. It did it well.
1: All right. All right. That closes me out here with um History Never Repeats by Split Ends. You say I always play the
3: fool. I can go on if that's the rule. Better to jump than hesitate. I need a change.
1: Huh? All right. Nice. So, it's,
0: it's another weird breakup song. Andy, I'm sensing a theme here.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mentioned earlier about the Tubes being like this art rock band from yeah. like the 70s. Split Ends is the New Zealand equivalent. What is it, like, <laughs> wait a second. New Zealand had rock bands? New, New Zealand has rock bands. In fact, they've got three.
0: <laughs> but well, there Everything were, else is sheep.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's Split and, Ends. Loader of <laughs> the Rings. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: not in the eighties.
1: Yeah. Split Ends, Crowded House, which came out of Split Ends. <laughs> yeah, that. And Flight of the Concords. So Um Yeah, I was introduced to this song because uh, a friend of mine in college, Tony Balacco, had this had the History Never Repeats um video collection. It was like all the videos that Split Ends ever did going back into the seventies when they were still wearing like lots of makeup and having like wild wigs and everything was just kind of crazy. And then this song, which is, yeah, it's it's a breakup song. But it is, it's lively and it's fun. It's got a great like, keyboard to it. It's got, I love the chorus to this. Um, It's just one of those songs that really just sticks with me. And again, didn't chart anywhere ne- it, it didn't even sniff the U.S. charts. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> they Split has legitimately had one minor,
3: minor...
1: Hit in the US with I Got You on college radio. No, it was, yeah, it was well, college radio back when it was college radio, but it like get a little bit of MTV play. Really, I got you, that's all I want. Are we talking like 11 o'clock MTV? Yeah, or... yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, but that song came out in 81, this song came out in 82. Um, are we talking Night Flight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever uh, UHF channels were playing videos that late at <laughs> night just to fill time, um, but I just I've always loved Split Ends and I've always loved this song and it was like this was like the last one I thought of when I was like okay I got to get five I got to get five I had a lot of like the honorable mention like oh it's got to be History Never Repeats because not only does this song fit the bill it also is you can't repeat the '80s like all of the songs that we've gone over here. The 90s got nothing on the 80s with obscure hits. They might have more one-hit wonders. And when you go back and you look at the ni- look at late 90s, one-hit wonders, early 80s ain't got shit.
3: Yeah. On yeah, late
1: yeah, okay. 90s, one-hit wonders. But these obscure, you don't get novelty songs in the 90s like you did in the 80s. You don't get...
5: Well, not unless you go to Weird Al.
4: Well,
1: not uh, even that not though.
4: Even but that, now, no, but no. Weird Al is selling more albums the thing, now. The, the thing about the, the thing about the '90s is y- you started seeing a lot more artists trying to be authentic. Yeah, you exactly. Know, the, the grunge thing kind of kicked off. this, well, we got to be more authentic about our art. Right. You know, so and that that's the thing I love about um,
1: new wave, especially new wave, because I mean, you guys, probably you guys know me that no, I love new wave no music. Shit. Yeah, exactly. And it's like. That's what it is. It's just a collection of weird one-off songs that if you get the album, fantastic. If you're just a fan of music and you just hear the single and you want more of that, fine. But that's kind of... That's how I landed on this one for my last one. And I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> and now for some more bacon whiskey in my Yoda mug.
0: You're I, of the I,
1: <laughs> because I had the best podcaster. <laughs> I'm no surprised it wasn't no, Baby no, no. Yoda. You're the best
0: podcaster.
1: Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Um so surprised it wasn't Baby Yoda. Couldn't get it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Which again, Baby Yoda was not made for merchandising.
5: <laughs> I'm just wondering what his actual name is.
1: Oh we'll find out in season two.
0: Yeah. I like calling him Sprat.
1: Sprat. Sprat. <laughs> I A just child. I just know we have to watch them all in <laughs> order. Oh god. All yeah. in one sitting. And Andy got a new TV for Christmas. Ooh! Ooh. So
4: yes, you know, 4K HD. Yes. Ooh! And Andy. February vacation, she's a coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I well, think, I think Andy's had enough bacon. Fuck <laughs> <Look>, you! I'll <laughs> stop when I want to. Um.
0: He's not driving. He's yeah. Not exactly. Either.
5: Mm-hmm. He ain't Jewish either.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just got to go up two flights of stairs, and I'm good. All right. So that was our obscure hits of the '80s. Thank you, everybody. Ooh,
3: thank Yay! you, thank you.
1: Hey '80s, thanks for being so good to us. And I'm sorry we're going to kind of leave you alone now while we hit the '90s. Oh,
5: uh, we'll we'll be back. Don't worry. Oh, I'm sure we will.
1: Sure we will. Something will bring us back. If yeah. not the movie reviews, then you know.
5: Yeah.
1: Um. So anyway, next episode, I think we're all in agreement on this. We are going to be counting down. Uh, the Best Animated Movies of the Decade.
5: Woo! 19... Are we good on that one? Yeah, we're good All on right, that one. All right, good, good. 2010 good. to end 2019.
1: Yeah, 2010 to 2019, which is not 10 years. If you go uh, from January 1st to December 31st, it's 10 years.
5: Well, yeah, if you can count with zero. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, uh... I know. God. Don't start this, please. <laughs>
0: we're not. it's a ten year span, we're good. Yeah, yeah okay. Any, any, ten, yeah, years, no, any ten, ten years, years span any ten years? I didn't mean it. I'm, anything like I'm, that. I'm yelling at the people that are judging us. Right, right.
1: exactly. So we Judgy, are, Judgy, Judgy. Fuck you judgers. <laughs> we are looking we will be looking for your input please on this because God knows after doing a music show, the next thing I want to do is tabulate votes, so <laughs>
4: It was your idea, I It
1: was it. my idea, exactly. And it just kind of, like, popped in my head when I saw somebody do, like, a worst animated films of the decade. And I'm like, I can't do that. There's too many bad animated films out there.
5: Yeah.
1: So. There was a Many lot. bad, oh, a, bad animated films. But we're going to talk about the good ones, because this is kind of a golden... This was a golden decade for animation.
5: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... Uh... Yeah, 2010 was Tangled, which kind of kicked off the Disney Renaissance. Exactly.
1: The latest, the
0: latest, the latest latest one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Mike. let's not give it away. So what we're going to look for is when we start soliciting for it, and we will solicit people directly as well as just asking you um, for like your 10 favorite animated films released between 2010 and 2019. I know we'll have our lists, and our we'll hit up our friends for that as well.
5: Yep. Are we including animated?
1: We. All right, you have
4: to. You have.
1: To. Okay, we will include anime in this, but can I yeah. make a caveat? American release. It's got to be. It's got to have been released in the U.S. Oh, there's. Oh, th- yeah. There's plenty. All right, juice yeah. from. It has to have at least had American theatrical release.
5: Yeah, that's becoming much wider audience lately.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Good. Look at these two.
5: Yep.
0: Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. 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 All right. So Catherine and I are. So let us know what you like. We will be hitting you up, but you can always uh, email us in advance at GeekSaladRadio at, G- at, GeekSalad at gmail.com. You can also follow us and our show at uh, GeekSalad Radio on Twitter and GeekSalad Podcast on Facebook. Uh, yes. You can also check us out on uh, Podbean at uh, GeekSalad.Podbean.com or the Podbean app. You can su- uh, subscribe to us at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Music. And YouTube, where you can also get the audio for this show, as well as exclusive weekly video uh, reviews.
5: Well, when when we're not on the holiday day, yeah, exactly. The
1: holidays are over now. We're yeah. back. We're, we're back to work. Yep. Good lord, we're back to work.
5: Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey we got one coming tomorrow, don't worry. Yeah,
1: that's true. We we got one coming tomorrow, which will be like a week after the show is uh, before the show is released. So <laughs> <laughs> at least At least yeah. So So
0: many sound drops. So, so many sound drops,
1: exactly. At least I have hey, at least I have the good sense of like linking all my YouTube. Well to the it.
5: ones I just switched up.
1: Sons of them. I only like, all one of, one. One of
0: always... them he knows.
1: Yeah. I, I will have no problem with this. Um but yes. So we, we got that. So anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike.
0: I'm, I'm Joe. I'm Catherine.
1: Go forth and be nervous. Oh, we'll talk to you later.
3: I'm just trying to buy this album, all right? You mean my album? Oh, <gasps> you are being the rude for no reason. Oh what? You got a problem with our unmotivated hostility?